Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day. That one question, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of But Daddy Why. My name is Pat Jacobs. And I'm Eric Banyan. Sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. The, uh, the Santa special, the Christmas special. The... If you have young children listening, you may want to question whether or not you want to listen to this first. Yeah. And if they're listening, you don't want them to know your secrets anyway. That's right, because you just might terrify them after this. All right, so what's the, what is the exact but daddy why question are we answering? Why, the, the but daddy why question we're answering this week is, why do I have to be good for Santa Claus? Yes. Yes. And it's a great question because, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, obviously this month, December, you know, we, we talk about like crazy. As soon as Thanksgiving is over, you know, parents are immediately talking about Santa and telling the kids they got to be good and all of that. To really intro it, um, we should go back and talk about kind of where it all came from, which is the song. Santa Claus is coming to town. And I did a little research on it. It was first sung on Eddie Cantor's radio show in November 1934. Became an instant hit with orders for 100,000 copies of sheet music and more than 30,000 records sold within 24 hours. I tried to do a little bit of research and see what was kind of like normal back then because it seems kind of crazy. That's that's a lot of people for, you know, not having iTunes, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Spotify, so, you can have your music in your hand at any given moment. And of course, you know, everybody's, everybody's buying sheet music. You know, that 100,000 copies of sheet music. Well, yeah, yeah, because you did, not everyone had the radio. Right. And it, it, as, as interesting as it sounds, like, you would go places and there would be pianos. Like, it was, it was not unheard of to have a musical instrument in your house because if you were cultured, you were learning to play it. Mm. So... And in hotel lobbies and, and all of that. So, yeah. So, so let's talk about this song now. All right. Let's, let's really look at the lyrics because these are things that, you know, along with, you know, ring around the rosy and, and London bridges falling down and, and all those types of things. You never really, I never really thought about them until you do have kids and you start singing to them and you're thinking about the actual meaning of it because you want them to understand the words. And then all of a sudden you're like, why is this so creepy? (laughs) What is going on here? Look at the words here. I love it. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. 
Santa Claus is coming to town. Now, he's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus has come to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, that's some scary stuff. Now, you know, you know that if we put like an ominous little bit of music, mm-hmm. go grab the guy from all those music, all those, all those uh, movie trailers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Santa you Claus know, is coming to town. In a world where an <laughs> old man with a white beard sees you when you're sleeping. <laughs> and knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. I mean, I mean, the words, man, they're freaky. They're scary. So, all right, let's, let's, let's really talk about this. Why do kids have to be good for, for Santa Claus? Where does all this come from? Now, this is a great tool. This is a great tool. Let's let's not forget, like, this is a great tool for parents to get kids to do stuff in December. I mean, we only get this tool like once, like this is like a four, maybe five week tool that we have. And then it's, it's, it's back to regular parenting tactics. Yep. You got, you got no ammo after that. (laughs) It's grounding or no video game time or, what timeouts, whatever, whatever you, you choose to do to, to discipline. Uh, but man, this, the Santa thing is such a gift because it's like, he may be watching. So where does it come from? So the original saint was a Greek born in, born 280 years after Christ. He became the Bishop of Myra. That's a town in, that would be a town in Turkey, but back then Greek, Turkey, Macedonia is kind of, fluid area. Now, St. Nicholas himself is not a fat guy and not a jolly guy. So none of that exists. He was a, he was this guy that was like fire and brimstone defender of the faith, not jolly old St. Nick. Nick, Right. The, The modern idea of Santa Claus was kind of born in the Mediterranean. Right. And it's kind of what happens with, with a lot of, of saints, like they're based on one person who did significant deeds, and generally more a more pious and more stalwart defender of the Christian faith, and then they become sainted, and the stories kind of grow when we rewrite the stories, and they become a softer, more fun story to tell. And when that happens, then then things get real. Okay, so Saint Nicholas Day is celebrated in December 6th. Now, here's kind of how he gets to December, you know, because ultimately we're going to figure out how Christmas becomes, I mean, not, not in this, but if you, if you really want to dig into some fun, his, or fun history about, <laughs> it's fun for me. Right, 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 right. If you want to dig into the history of Christmas, you'll find that, some, that there's, there's a bunch of things that lead from Christmas coming from a time which is most likely in around Easter, not 
December. Uh, but and 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 one of those one of those things is this Saint Nicholas Day, which is traditionally celebrated around December six. Um, he becomes sainted because he's associated with um, with a bunch of mir miracles, and so he goes from Bishop Nicholas to Saint Nicholas. He he becomes revered in his own right, not just because he's this he has this weird connection to Santa Claus. He becomes really prominent among saints because he starts becoming the patron of so many groups. Patron of sailors, patron patron of of different nat nations, and he becomes known. Eventually, he gets to this place where he becomes known as the patron patron of children and magical gift bringer because of two stories in his life. Okay, uh, in in the better in the in the tale, the more people know. Three young girls are saved from a, a life of prostitution when he secretly delivers them three bags of gold to their father uh, so he's able to pay for their dowries so the kind of the idea that, that he gives gifts right the other story that they're talking about is nick uh is that nicholas entered an inn who where the innkeeper had just murdered three boys and pickled their dismembered bodies in basement barrels this is the jolly old saint nick episode dude <laughs> you i assure you pickling dead body parts i assure you we are talking christmas <laughs> so the story is that this innkeeper has has chopped up these uh these boys put them in barrels in the basement mm. pickling i'm assuming uh for consumption later i guess i don't know saint nicholas is instantly uh divines the fact that he has committed this crime and he resurrects resurrects the victims and because of this, he becomes known as the patron, patron saint of children. So he's this patron saint of children, and he's this giver of gifts, mag magical giver of gifts. Okay. Right. So here we see the early shapings of what we're going to come to know as Santa Claus. We're going to go from like the 1200s to mid 1500s. Uh, saint Nicholas is bringer of gifts. They toast the celebration. His date, his celebration is on December sixth, and big festivals are big festivals are always going going along, right? As he goes into Europe, and you're going to dig this, as he goes into Europe and farther north, he starts to take on the likeness of Roman deities like Saturn or Zeus, and the Norse god Odin. Yep. There's a little Norse mythology. There we go. Right back to Greek mythology for you. And <laughs> always. Is depicted as, as a man with a large white beard with magical powers. So there's, uh, the, there's the white beard. White beard and can fly. Now, okay. we're not talking about reindeer yet, but part of the worship of Odin was that they, they kind of used him as a way to obey rules and say their prayers and practice good behaviors because Odin was watching, right? Uh, then they have the Protestant Refor Reformation, and, and a lot of saints kind of start taking a hit, right? Because now everyone's like, "Yeah, we don't like this—the way the Catholic Church did things." So all the saints are kind of in, in a bad place, and Saint Nicholas isn't spared anything. If if you're a parent then, and you've had the Saint Nicholas Day, and you love your kids, and you used to give them gifts on Saint Nicholas Day because that's what Saint Nicholas would do, but Saint Nicholas <laughs> is kind of out of vogue. Who's going to do that for you? Well, kind of 
in the interim of anything better, it kind of falls to the baby Jesus. So we have this holiday about baby Jesus. Celebrating baby Jesus means you're getting gifts. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we're kind of seeing the, the, the early shapings of what Christmas becomes to us because holiday for Jesus, have some gifts, everybody's happy. Right. Otherwise, it would have been December 6th. Uh, otherwise, it would have been December 6th when we do all this. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. When, when this starts happening, Jesus often kind of, the, Jesus is, can, is given a little helper to help bring the gifts and scare kids into being good because we can't have Jesus scaring people. Jesus is loving people. These scary figures were based on St. Nicholas because, hey, well, if we're going to demonize someone, let's, this Christian saint, we don't like, we don't dig him anymore, so let's, let's make him the bad guy. Rue Klaus, Ruf Nicholas, uh, Ashen Klaus, Ashy Nicholas, Penzel Nickel, Furry Nicholas, um, and their, jo their job was like to detect good and bad behavior and then force kids to suffer the consequences like whippings, kidnappings. What? Yeah. That's the formulation of of Saint Nicholas kind of in in Europe, right? So we're gonna to move to America. Uh the early colonists came over to America to practice their religion more freely. Mm -hmm. And by that they meant more strictly and uh piously. Uh so this this holiday that had been built up around it kind of felt pagan to them. People are trying to be more pious and distance themselves from the rowdy festivals and the rowdy celebration of the St. Nicholas that are occurring in England. They want to be more true to their religious roots and, and they kind of let this die out. So the importance of that and why, why I made a note of it was, was that it gives it time to kind of settle and you have the space to kind of forget everything that was Santa or was St. Nicholas celebration earlier and why be, why it's the why you celebrate it the way why we end up celebrating him the way we do now right so a lot of a lot of the creepiness gets gets weeded out in that not all of it because it's creepy still mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna hit the 19th century and poets and poets and songwriters kind of and well poets specifically start reinventing Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas. We all know "Twas the Night Before Christmas," and that oftentimes is the one is the poem that's kind of credited with the introduction of, of Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus. And I would read that to you, but we've all heard it. Right, right. <clears throat> it is it is not the first time Saint Nicholas was put into poetry. That that poem, as popular as it is, is is at least predated by one poem that was two years earlier in 1821. And there's this one enduring copy of it. Uh, you can look it up online. The, the poem is called The Children's Friend. And it, it, it really shapes who Santa Claus is, more so even than, than Twas the Night Before Christmas. Um, and this is all in the 1800s? Yeah, this is all in the 1800s. And this is, this is a big revival of the Christ, Christmas celebration. I mean, this is, you know, you have Charles Dickens. At this time, you know, this is where Charles Dickens makes his incredible, <clears throat> makes a lot of money. And that, that's a whole other fun story to talk about, Charles Dickens. Mm -hmm. They they took St. Nicholas, created Santa Claus, and, and created the, the image of Santa, Santa Claus by stripping away 
the religious characteristics and giving him the furry suit of the North. This is the guy that, that brings gifts to good boys and girls and brings the rod. And that's, and this poem that kind of, kind of, uh, kind of solidifies. So I think that this is a good place to read this poem. It's called A Children's Friend. Get it. The Children's Friend. Old Santa Claus, with much delight, his reindeer drives this frosty night, or chimney tops and tracks of snow to bring his yearly gifts to you. The steady friend of virtuous youth, the friend of duty and of truth, each Christmas Eve he joys to come, where love and peace have made their home. Through many houses he has been, through various beds and stockings seen, some white as snow and neatly mended, others seem for pigs intended. Where'er I found good girls or boys that hated quarrels, strife, and noise, I left an apple or a tart, a wooden gun or painted cart. To some I gave a pretty doll, to some a peg top or a ball. No crackers, cannons, squibs, or rockets to blow their eyes up or their pockets. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Christmas story. That's where it came from, right there, bro. Sorry, go ahead. So much Christmas all wrapped up in the you didn't even know. Wow. <clears throat> love to stun their mother's ear, nor swords to make their sisters fear, <laughs> but pretty books to store their mind with knowledge of each various kind. But where I found the children naughty, in manners rude and temper haughty, thankless to parents, liars, swearers, boxers or cheats or base tail bearers, I left a long black birchen rod, such as the dread command of God, direct a parent's hand to use where virtue's path his sons refuse. Wow. And I mean, it's obvious, but, you know, back then it was, and not that long ago, you know, it, it was totally acceptable to, to do this. You know, and right. to threaten kids with this and, and to follow through with, you know, grabbing a switch and, and man. so, so yeah, so this, so, but, but this, this, like this outlines, I mean, this is the Santa Claus we know. I mean, outside of mm -hmm. the, the rod beatings, right. Uh, if you, yep. He knows if, if you've been bad or good and, you know. He's seen you in your house. He's been through. He's he's watched. If you've been good, you get the good gift. Mm -hmm. um, and his reindeer, his reindeers drive over the snow, over the chimney tops. So you're getting it. I mean, this is the pig. This is Santa Claus. You know, a couple of years later, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get the night before Christmas, and that's Santa Claus. Now, I would feel remiss if we come this far. Mm-hmm. And not talk about the Krampus. Krampus. I mean, really, this. I, I think there's something missing out of the Christmas holiday. By not having a goat horned beastly devil scaring the bejeebers out of our kids. Yeah. I mean,. And and really, if you if you look up just like you know Google images for for Krampus, and and like early 
drawings and depictions of Krampus. Some scary stuff going on, man. Scary, scary stuff. I'm thinking back then if I were a kid, given, given my behavior, I don't think I would have been unknown to the switch. Mm-hmm. I think I might have had, had a few encounters of a switching nature. Maybe, maybe I become a little callous to it. Maybe I start looking at things and going, eh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to take a switch for it later, but eh. I'll, I'll heal. Oh, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the gamble. Right. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, right? That might not have been enough for everyone to be nice mm-hmm. or to stay nice, right? Mm-hmm. To keep themselves off the naughty list. I mean, mm-hmm. it's only one switching, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got grounded for stuff when I was a kid and totally worth it sometimes, man. Now, if I'm here, if I hear tell of a story about a monster under my bed, Mm-hmm. Like, like if I'm not good, like, hey, it's Santa Claus may be looking in my window, seeing mm-hmm. if I'm not nice, making sure I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. Where does that sound? But at the end of the day, this dude's giving me a this dude's giving me presents. Right. Right. Thanks so, for checking up on me, Santa. Keep the presents for, coming. Right. Exactly. This dude's giving me gifts. Yep. It's a deal. All right, I'll give up a little of my personal privacy for the next box. <laughs> right. 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 Now, if a big gnarly monster mm. with my crazy horns, wicked teeth comes along with Santa Claus and they hit the house at the same time and they're going, "All right, I'm checked. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to hit the the living room. I'm going to Put some stuff in the stockings. I'm going to throw some gifts under the tree. Uh, this is the nice list. Here's the naughty ones. Mm-hmm. Throw them in your sack, take them to hell, and beat the crap out of them on the way. Yep. Right? Yeah. Now that is a story that might get me going, eh. <laughs> I'd rather stay here at home than be taken by the scary horn dude who throws me in a sack and Kidnaps me. Right. Now, now, if my parents are telling me that story, like, hey, look, dude, we really want you to be good. We want Santa to bring your presents. Mm-hmm. You don't want to not get your presents, right? That's one thing. My parents come to me and say, oh, dude, please be good. We don't want the Krampus to kidnap you and take you to hell. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Where, which is more motivating? Yeah. Right, absolutely. We like you. You're you're a really cool kid, and we want you to be here next year. But you're not being very good, and Krampus is gonna know. So that's that's Krampus, and honestly, maybe next year we just do a whole thing on the Krampus. Yeah, absolutely. This is good history. Naughty list part two, but it's. I think it's worth a mention that that Santa Claus didn't come. Or St. Nicholas, at least, mm-hmm. didn't come didn't come without a little help. Yep. And and any idea why why did we get away from that? Because it was just so dark and evil, and they wanted Santa to just be a happy thing. I mean, my guess my guess, and, and it's it's more I think more conjecture over here in America. 
specifically, it was because there was that kind of quieting period, you know, where they were trying to be more pious. And, and I mean, cause there really wasn't a strong celebration of, of Christmases uh, as as we would know it now, uh, and, you know, until the 1800s, right? <laughs> and at that point, it's probably start because now there's this concept of buying gifts. It's probably economical. Uh, selling a story of kidnappings and beatings doesn't put money into the pockets of businesses. Right. Selling a story of be good and get presents. Money. That's that's a, that's an economic that's that's an economic uh, motivator. So mm-hmm. that would be. <clears throat> why and uh i I think i think given given the the religious climate that we occupy the the i we we sanitize a lot of religion now to avoid scary things like that you know like we don't like the concept of a a dude coming around kidnapping and beating children and taking them to hell does not kind of fit with our modern definition of judeo-christian values now that's all conjecture on my part. So, if you're answering a but daddy why question off that information, I have no facts to back that up. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is history according to Eric, which is not a book. Yeah, which is not a book. <laughs> I, I did study history, and this is stuff that I dig. So, I'm moderately okay with what I've said, and I would stand by it, but. But if you if you want to fact check that one, you'd have to do it on your own because I did not fact check it. I just started. Right. The basic idea is that we we toned it down. Yeah. We 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 kind of stayed away from the kidnapping Krampus monster, and <laughs> and went towards jolly old Saint Nick, who right. dresses in in red and white fur and shiny boots. And we start canonizing him and, and, but still making sure that parents have that ammo right. of, of being able to say, you guys are driving me crazy and right. you're not being nice. In fact, you're being naughty. And Sam is watching because Thanksgiving's over. And now the only thing important is Christmas and gifts and Santa. And that's the time that you get tons of stuff. Your birthday, forget your birthday. Forget your birthday. It's all about Christmas. So you better be good, for goodness sake. All right, that's it for this week's episode of But Daddy Why. You got a question you'd like an answer? Feel free to hit us up. You can hit us up on email at why at diarydad.com or drop those questions off at Twitter. We are at ButDaddyY over there. We'll look forward to getting them and answering them right here. Maybe even next week on But Daddy Why.